The CDSFA Community Football Podcast. Hello, I'm Gilbert Lorcay and welcome to the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. In episode 20, we speak with John Satsimus, the Chief Executive Officer of the Western Sydney Wanderers. John is no stranger to the CDSFA, having resided in the area and playing for Concord Juniors Football Club. I hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, thanks very much, John, for joining us on the City Safari Community Football Podcast. Thank you for having me on the show. Right, great. Now, look, let's take it right back to your youth, John. Greek heritage. Were you born in Greece? No, I'm born here born in Australia, Parramatta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, born here in Western Sydney and, uh, and um, yeah, Greek heritage, yes, uh, definitely, but um, uh, certainly uh, very Australian. Uh, so very you grew Australian, up in uh, grew up in Parramatta? Yeah, well, I, I, I spent my first 10 years back in Parramatta and yeah. uh, we moved yeah. to Concord and uh, wow. yeah. and I played there at Concord at Edwards Park and uh, then I um, <laughs> wow. moved on to Canterbury District. Usually Canterbury District, the CDSFA had a youth league in those days. And, of course they did, yeah. Well, that's, that's going to be yeah. my next question. Okay, so you so your earliest recollection of playing, was that uh, at Concord or was that earlier? No, no, Parramatta City. Parramatta wow. City, it was Parramatta Hellas in those days and yeah. – uh, being a very proud Greek boy and um, uh, certainly enjoyed my time uh, playing there. It was a very, very uh, formative club, but then we moved. It was way before the um, way before the times of the freeways and uh, it was the yeah. old Parramatta Road and my dad got a job uh, closer there, so we yeah. moved uh, to Concord and uh, certainly enjoyed my time uh, uh, gallivanting around the fields of the Canterbury District in those days. What position did you play, John? Well, I was a, I was a back, I was a centre back, and uh, yeah, right. never too skillful. So I just enjoyed kicking people more than anything else. <laughs> so, uh, was that the Concord style back then, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Route one, Headwood Park. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, footballers that have made you fall in love with the game? Can you can you name a few? Ah, uh, look. Uh, funnily enough, I wanted to be uh, wanted to play for the Parramatta Eels at the start because, uh, but then uh, then I got into the um, Parramatta. My dad was going to. Told me he was going to take me to Parramatta Soccer, and uh, I said that's the next best thing, and I enjoyed it. And, but uh, yeah. the, 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 the players that I enjoyed were obviously my first World Cup that I really came to understand anything was the '78 World Cup, Ooh, and, yeah. and yeah. Um, my old man, uh, used to, yeah, 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 and mm. uh, only later did you understand the significance of that. But uh, mm. my, my, my dad used to get me um, the old uh, NFL had just started, and uh, my yeah. dad had got these um, these uh, cards, these football cards, and uh, yeah. uh, they were the best thing I'd ever seen, and uh, I loved them, you know. And oh, uh, yeah. obviously, being an Olympic fan, and uh, yeah. I, I cherished those cards as much as I did the uh, rugby league ones that were at school. So, yeah. uh, and uh, that really made me fall in love with the, the game. That's fantastic. That what was your first uh, first ever football jersey uh, you received or purchased? Do you remember? Uh, a Manchester United one. Oh. You're Messi yeah, United I, fan, are you? Yeah, I am. It's a go. funny story because uh, <laughs> uh, I was uh, – uh, my dad had a takeaway shop. There's all you – know, a majority of Greeks uh, had in those days. Or the Back in those shop, days, but, uh, yeah, sure. And, sure. yeah. Well, the lemonades in those days were called – there was a there was a brand called Lee. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and um, but you know, I, I wasn't overly enamoured with them, but um, um, I think they'd come back to the, you know after their um, the Halcyon eras, and they, they, they were back more to the um, back to the field in those days from the Don Revy days, and yeah. And um, a mate of mine came back from overseas, and I was eight years old, and he came with his Red Devil on his T-shirt at oh. uh, Parramatta and uh, Eric Primrose Reserve there, and. Uh, and I said, "What's that?" And he goes, "This is the best team ever." And um, I took his word for it. And uh, yeah. it, it took me about twenty-three years before we had any success in the say. league front. But, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thereafter, it was pretty, uh, pretty enjoyable. So you've been enjoying it ever since, yeah, right? Did that? I mean, we'll talk about obviously the connection later on and the colours. It'll be interesting to find out. But you worked. Also, I read that you worked. I think you mentioned your father. You worked at one point helping out your father at Sydney Flemington Markets, yeah, on weekends. Yeah, yeah. What did you yeah, learn yeah, yeah. from working there? Well, I, I, I learned uh, nothing is quite what it seems, and uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's certainly another world. And uh, I've yeah. got three degrees, and, uh, and one mm. of them's a master's. But uh, mm. I can tell you quite now, uh, quite uh, without qualification, that uh, the best education I ever got was uh, everything I learned at the markets. And mm. uh, it's a different type of world, and different type of people, and uh, hardworking, and and uh, mm. certainly it provided me with a background and. Uh, in, not only in sport but in life, and yeah. I'm ever appreciative of it. Yeah, a lot of negotiating there, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah, a lot of bartering, a lot of, a lot of uh, <laughs> the way of the world in commerce uh, is probably different in the market, particularly in those days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where were you when uh, Greece won Euro two thousand four? I was in my law office uh, in oh. Parramatta. Uh, yeah. I had a law office there for ten years, and uh, yeah. I was in there and. Uh, my brother used to work for me at the time, and um, I think I lost him for a week. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. he, was, he was somewhere in Brighton. Oh, he was somewhere in Brighton, and he wasn't coming back. So, uh, yeah, very big moment for for a, for a small country on the footballing landscape at the time, and it did something significant for the for the yeah. community. Uh, the massive um, diaspora of Greeks around the world, but particularly oh, in Sydney, what a moment! It was significant. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Now, fast forward uh, 2000, I think, or uh, 2000s, I guess. Uh, in 2011, I think you were quoted as saying that you were very thankful for the opportunity then to be given to you at Newcastle um, yep. to be part of what you believe was the best franchise at the time, best franchise in yep. the um, A League. Tell us about that, but also the, how did you get there? From, from what well, you mentioned, um, you're, yeah. you're working in law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, um, I became a lawyer and obviously mm. I practiced uh, law and I opened up my practice for, for a decade or so. And, uh, and then, um, well, part of the, the work that I was doing at the time was a lot of commercial stuff. Uh, well, I mm. started in criminal law. I, uh, I drifted towards the commercial stuff and mm-hmm. in sports law in particular and um, and uh, had a number of clients. And, um, you know, I actually started uh, with Sydney FC doing the... Um, doing some of their legals and done the mm. Basis contract, Terry Butcher's contract, mm. Hero came out, so I did all the commercials Jeez. on that. Exciting. And um, and I did a lot of Newcastle stuff at the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was appearing for players and tribunals and grievance procedures and and whatnot. So um, so I was heavily immersed in, in the A League when it started, and, um, right. and certainly opportunities coming from that. Mm-hmm. And tell us so tell us about you mentioned the Navicastrian pride and spirit. What what made Newcastle so special? Um, it, it's funny because I didn't have much to do with Newcastle uh, in my younger days, apart from going up there, driving yeah. up there, and uh, to watch the Olympic play. Yeah. Um, 
but it was always a difficult trip to go there uh, for an away team. I remember yeah. that as a, as a youngster, but um, um, they're very proud, very parochial, very um, it's an enclave in there that uh, is very rare. It's one of those, um, if you could transplant a, a European team or club um, in the likes of Auxerre or Dortmund, mm. you could do that in a Newcastle because it's an old mining town. It's a Mm. It's a it's a it's a town that's deep in the history of football and in lays claim to, um, you know, uh, that, you know the, the the pioneers being the pioneers of football in this country and uh, mm. and this has stayed true forever and a day and uh, it was never more so evident than we won, when we won the grand final up there in, yeah, in the two thousand and seven and eight season that came to before and. Um, yeah. They're a very proud people, group of people and they've come from a long way because the Newcastle Hunter region is spread out a long way. Yeah. But when they get when they get um, in full song and fully behind their team, there's something to behold. Yeah, how good was that? You mentioned the grand final, yeah, that uh, one over the arch rival Central Coast. What was it like for the Newcastle yeah. community? Because for me, I guess as an outsider, you think Newcastle is more a rugby league town, but you're saying they've got the football heritage, yeah? Oh, they've got a massive, uh, massive football footprint there mm. and um, – yeah, it is a rugby league town, but it also has a significant uh, um, uh, heritage and in, in, in history in, in steep in the, in, in, in the virtues of football. And mm. Certainly very proud to be involved in that, and um, especially in a milestone moment that uh, was their first championship and uh, mm. on national stage. And, and certainly um, um, it's been uh, revered ever since, and that playing group was something exceptional. And, um, mm. and uh, but the, it can only be done with the good people of Newcastle who came and supported that team. Fantastic. What did you learn in Newcastle during its infancy, in particular, and during that? I know there were a number of challenging periods there. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, finances were always difficult. We, yeah. we 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 were, you know, we we ran on the smallest budget in the league at the time, and, um, mm. and certainly were always challenges in that front and. Uh, um, but uh, we, we made with what we had, and um, the collective was very, very strong. The group was very, very strong, and mm. and I think uh, you know we we caught a, some headwinds towards back into that season that uh, that uh, um, transported us to the successes that we had. Yeah, you mentioned. I, I mean, when I think of Newcastle, I remember, yeah, especially yeah, f- when you first start driving, that's a, one of the classic drives to accumulate, uh, you know, the mileage there. You committed yeah, yeah, to I sing, drove up. Yeah. You drove up there six days a week. Is that right? For four years. Yeah, yeah, I did that wow. for six days a week for four years. For four and, years. And, and you had uh, a young family at the time too. Yes, yes. My, my, my sons were very, very young at the time, wow. and I was building a house at the time as well. So, oh my God. Uh, um, or when I when I did get off the job, I yeah. I got asked to do it by by Con Constantine. was a client of mine at the time, yeah. and he said he wanted you to think about it. So. Uh, Right. I did, but I said I can't live up because I'm building a house, and um, and you know I I, I I love where I live and my family's close mm. by. So, mm. but like I said, they treated me well up there, and um, forever thankful for that. What do you do? I'm always curious when you a long drive like that. What, what are you What are you listening to? Your favorite tracks? Well, I listen to audio yeah, books. Yeah, a lot of no podcasts. Of, back no, then. no, no, no audio books. And no audio books. And 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 the uh, and the uh, the reception used to lose out on radio. So that's in right. the old days, you used to have, yeah, that's right. Used to lose out and change your uh, CDs. But I had a lot of Bon Jovi. A lot of Bon Jovi Ooh. CDs. Let me tell you, Bon Jovi. Yeah, Sambora, that's yeah, right. Bon oh, Jovi. look at that classic, yeah. classic rock yeah, there. Bon Jovi, Van Halen, and uh, they were and, the go-to uh, yeah, songs. They got, eh? they got me through. Yeah, well, I spent my time up there just being yeah. on the phone and yeah. dealing with issues on the way back. So by the time exactly. you got home, and yeah. 
you were you were um, a bit um, relaxed and yeah. um, all the things I needed to do. And yeah. the next day I'd leave at five o'clock in the morning again and head up there again. Unbelievable! You were clearly obviously passionate about the role. Yeah, it wasn't just a job. No, I just love football. Yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's, for me, for me, I'm not a sports administrator. Sure. I'm a football administrator. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that will never change. Yeah. Tell us about. Uh, Con Constantine, obviously, he, he looks like a larger-than-life character. What was he like to work for? Yeah, look, he he was a fantastic man. He loved the game, very very passionate. Uh, you know, um, you know, he, he, he you know, we'd have a meeting down. Here. He had an office in Park Lee, and um, we'd meet down there. And a number of issues at the time, and um, you know, mm. um, we were talking, you know, any commercial stuff. No, he just wanted to know about the team. We we do about three minutes and everything else, and then he wanted to talk about the team. He loved the team. Yeah, very passionate, very committed. He married a girl from Newcastle. Yeah, right. Um, and he loved the town. And when he came up, let me tell you, the, the joy in his face when that team plays is something oh, to behold. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's good to have good football people in the, in, in the game, and, and yeah. uh, he's certainly one of them. Fantastic. Now, the big one, the, the Wanderers. So three months before the start of the uh, 2012-2013 A-League season, newly formed club. Now, I believe you don't have enough players for the team. No training, ground, no office. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And you're having meetings at your house, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had no office, we had nothing, and yeah. um, and I was meeting uh, players or partners and um, uh, agents yeah. at my house and yeah. um, in my kitchen, and uh, I ran off a hotmail address. And oh my god! And uh, yeah. when I make contact with other clubs from overseas or where mm. they 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 see it didn't take me seriously and mm. thought it was a it was a gimmick. So uh, there were some challenges in that front, and. Yeah. Um, but they were, they were certainly, you know, I look back with them those days with fondness because, yeah. um, you know, being born in Western Sydney is certainly very particular to me and, yeah. and, and the people out here because, um, um, certainly, uh, at the, when I grew up, uh, mm. there were no, no hospitals. I, I, mm. um, um, I, I distinctly every morning, uh, Gilbert, I'm a, I'm a ball, I'm a ball man at the moment and these days and, and, but, uh, in those days I, um, so when I shave my head every day, I see this scar on the side of my head, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, one day I, I, I had an accident and uh, split my head, and uh, my parents really? had to take me to the hospital. Right. So um, um, and when I did, and the, the hospital wouldn't take him, that was my here because it wasn't equipped, and they had to take him to Campbelltown, uh, wow. Campbelltown in the city to actually yeah. treat me. So you know, it reminds me of yeah. what Western Sydney needed. Not only yeah. the, you know, it's more than just football, it's about a community that needs infrastructure, yes. needs sports facilities, and, needs all yeah. that stuff. And it's, uh, that's very personal to me and has been ever since. That's fantastic. Well, so what was realistically, what was your vision at the time? I mean, or the expectations going into the first inaugural season? Well, we were, we were told quite clearly not to come last by much right. in our meetings with the, uh, at the time. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, we had a uh, very, very, uh, very good coach who was uh, Tony Popovich, who, who mm. set out the scores very early and said, "Look, we are going to make the finals." He didn't say we're going to win, but uh, although I do, I will um, refer to another story very shortly. Mm. But uh, he said we're going to make the finals, and he told the board at that time we're in and to mark that down, and, and that mm. we did, and. Uh, um, we had a lot of cast offs. We had a lot of players from my. Uh, I've got lots of players from my old team at Newcastle. Yeah. Um, um, you know, Laddie, uh, Halidi, mm-hmm. Nikolai yeah. Kopostanli, Antekovic, mm-hmm. uh, Depuzo, uh, Mark oh. Bridge. So, and um, 
you know, at the time we seemed to be a motley crew and didn't have a lot of time, but we had no ground and we settled on on a ground and uh, we had our first trial game against the team and the jerseys turned up about 20 minutes before. Wow. They were just training jerseys, so wow. that's, that's the lead time we had. How do you, uh, and also the incredible story I find when I was reading this, the Tony Popovich, how, how do you lure him when he seems to be a, a quite cosy role at Crystal Palace in England there as assistant manager? How, how do you lure him? Well, eh? the funny story about that is I didn't lure him. He, he, oh, he rang me. hello. And, yeah, oh. yeah, so. Um, is that right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was appointed by um, Frank Lowy at the time because it was a, right. it was a team run by the FFA. Yeah. Um, it was pursuant to a government um, uh, grant to yeah. help um, mm. with the Sydney football because Gold Coast at that time under Paul Palmer right. had, yeah. had fallen away and uh, yeah. and Popper had come back to Sydney at the time and Frank saw him and um, oh. he rang me and and uh, he said, how, how would you like to come work with me? And, and uh, yeah, yeah, and certainly we just um, set about building the the thing uh, together with the executive chairman at the time, uh, um, who was running the A League, uh, Lyle Gorman. So, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. So you know, but uh, Lyle still running the A League, and, and Popper had to go back to London. So, wow. um, I was left trying to find a home ground, uh, sorry, training ground, home ground, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. very interesting times. What a partnership! Now, I believe Tony showed you a presentation at the time with three words. What were they? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, performance. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find this one out, by the way? That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, brilliant. He, Preparation. He house, so, Preparation. Yeah. Performance yeah, in premiership. Is yeah, that right? In premiership, that's right. Yeah. He, he, he'd he just flown in from, from London. Mm. He'd come mm. to my house and we sat there planning stuff as we did. And mm. and he said to me and uh, on my kitchen bench, he said, uh, can I show you this? And mm. I'm going to put finger thrown these bits of the players. and. Mm. And um, on the um, PowerPoint presentation, at the end of it, he, see, he showed and it says um, uh, 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 performance uh, points and premiership. And mm. Um, mm. and at the end of that, um, he clicked the next one and he said, winning the, winning the Asian Champions League. Is that and, right? Uh, that I'll was... still get cheers on, wow. chills on the Is back of my right? neck because uh, he won't tell anyone that story. But that's I will because um, – and I said, okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> um but I think you better save that presentation because we only had six players at the time. Right, wow. So uh, I said to him, I think you better wait until we get a team. Because yeah. you only can present this really once with, with what he did. And yeah. and uh, we ended up uh, you know, uh, going to a pre-season camp at a, at a Batterdale motel in Ballano, Lismore, God. somewhere there. And, uh, yeah. and I was busy... Um, you can imagine those uh, hotel motels that oh, uh, you can yeah. park in front and um, in a regional centre. That's where it was. And oh, I had players lined outside my um, my room to do their, connect their gas and electricity to foreigners. And, really? And finish off their contracts and whatnot. Right. And, and when we had um, – but we had nowhere to present this, this initial – this is the first time we had a group because I had to go pick up Yusuf Hersey from the Brisbane airport. Mm. And uh, La Rocca came with us at the time, and wow. so all these blokes are just rolling in it's as we in. go. But, yeah. And then uh, Popper then presented this thing. We went to the kitchen, asked the guy if he can close his kitchen for a while in the little <laughs> restaurant area that he had, and we did that, and we used that, and he, and, and um, I just stood on the side and kept my eyes on the um, on the playing group, and they were mesmerised by what he said, and I could wow. see the veins popping out of Popper's side of his neck when he presented, and it certainly still gives me a uh, 
There were really some good times there. But, but, you know, to get to those plays, even in that three-month period, we had a number, so many trialists coming through yeah. that, um, you know, we had players that were coming from overseas to trial. You know, there's another guy that we had from, one guy we had from, uh, I think it was uh, Argentina. Right. He was coming over from Argentina. Then he was going to get connecting flight from Chile and we never heard from him Never again. came. And, uh, never came. And, you know, there was a number of, <laughs> I'd say to Pop, I've got the Korean bloke coming tomorrow. And he goes, yeah, you've got the Korean bloke and the two Korean blokes <laughs> turned up. And one was a winger, one was a defender back. And it was right. just mate. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But that, you know what's incredible? That I think obviously it's a, quite an achievement. Premiership, then a grand or grand final runners up in your first year. I mean, I know you, you you set high expectations. I mean, realistically, I know you mentioned finals. Were you blown over? The, I mean, you're obvious, over the moon, obviously, with the uh, the end result at the end of the first year. Yeah, because you, 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 the the challenge is look, Western Sydney wasn't wasn't included in the initial stage of the A-League. And, and yeah. you know, the people of Western Sydney certainly needed something that represented them rather than bringing them up. You know, yeah. um, there's a, a number of teams in the NPLs and, 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 and you know, I was just a little bit supporter. But the A-League had a, there was a, there was a gap, there was a chasm that needed oh, yeah. to be serviced. And, 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 and Tony's from Fairfield area yeah. himself and I'm from Greystones, you know, and, yep. and, 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 and we're just down the road. So it was very personal so when mm. that happened, it's a, mission, and isn't it? a lot of them, mm. yeah, a lot of the players were from Western Sydney at the time as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you came with a common purpose, and right. when you did, and you were always the underdog, it certainly catapulted you, provides some momentum yeah. that you that yeah. once you get momentum and you got pride and and your belief, it certainly was mm. a, it was a ride and a journey to behold. Yeah, unbelievable. Now you attacked the Asian Champions League, uh, twenty fourteen. What was amazing there, and I think I was reading the the teams you were playing against. Um, pr- practically all of them, I think, um, you know, were at least at least double, triple the the budgets and the uh, you know the values value of the team. I think um, uh, was it Evergrande? I think when you played in the semis, they had over a hundred. I mean, obviously they some huge stars. Double or triple, it's about 10 times. hundred million dollars, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you guys at the time had a budget of about two point five, eh? Yeah, it was just, wow. uh, it was just absolutely it's unbelievable. crazy. So, what was but, it like again? Yeah. I mean, obviously the final, and we, we know what happened, but the semis in particular, that was a big event. Was I remember watching it um, obviously on TV. At Parramatta Stadium, it was capacity crowd for that one, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I, I, look, getting to the quarter. Got, yeah, just even getting there, yeah. We got to the quarterfinal against right. um, – we, we topped the – funny enough, we, we lost our first ever game here right. at Parramatta. Right. And, yeah. um, and then we ended up – Topping the group, mm. and um, the funny thing is, we had lost the grand final to, to Brisbane, and then we mm. had to get a plane straight from the grand final to go to um, Hiroshima. Yeah, and uh, we came back from that on the round of sixteen, and uh, we beat them yeah. here. Uh, and that was Popovich's old team, funny enough. And um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and then we got to play. We got drawn with Guangzhou Evergrande, but. Mm. Eight days before that, we played Adelaide City in the FFA Cup wow. and got knocked out. Mm. And uh, But it was still our pre-season and uh, eight days later, we were playing Guangzhou Evergrande uh, <laughs> and certainly uh, 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 an experience to... And that was coached by Lippi you know, at the time, yeah? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were a big side and wow. they've always been a big club with, with infinite resources and mm. and uh, Lippy didn't did speak too kindly, but we didn't particularly <laughs> care, particularly, <laughs> particularly in the home That's league right. here. And, yeah. uh, and the histrionics that went on, if you might recall, you know, yeah. the players and, and, and carry on. And, and when we got there and um, we played the return leg uh, and... Yeah. Um, um, we couldn't get off the pitch for because they were throwing things at us and uh, um, uh, bottles and, and whatnot. And you know those caterpillar covers that, that well, they had to get it over there and get all our staff. It took us about really? an hour to get off the pitch. So, wow. um, and then they had to follow. They tried well before that game. Funny enough, they yeah. rammed our bus. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They, 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 the night before they were there were security guards on our floor and they were disappearing and yeah. and. Um, and uh, all the players' phones were 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 rung in the middle of the night, and um, and so just to disrupt them and whatnot. And then our, when the bus went, um, the bus there was a car that left, the two cars that left, and they um, tagged in front of the uh, the bus, and then they smashed the bus on the side and leaned oh, it wow. towards the. And then the bus had to be abandoned. They had to get on the other bus that carried the gear and get the players to the. And there were wow. fights happening and, and whatnot. So yeah. real. Real and you against know, all odds, yeah. yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and what was it like? Obviously, following that, obviously, you felt invincible, surely. Well, you didn't feel invincible because you're still trying to take in. You know, this is your first ever Champions League yeah. campaign, and you're taking on the might of this this team with yeah. with a history and, and a budget that's, that's mm. you know, unrivaled. Mm. And you go, well, that's great. But like I said, we had a belief and a momentum and a, and, and and a connection between all of us that. That surpassed anything, and, and nothing was too big. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, in the day, the, that that if you believe in something, it certainly provides you that's with a fantastic. Now, you recently said uh, Western Sydney Warner remembers and fans are the beating heart of the club. Tell us a bit more about that and how how that's evolved over the years. Yeah, look, uh, this club, you know. I, like I said, I, I grew up in a time when, you know, I went for Olympic and everyone, my mm. mates went for Marconi or Arpia and, and whatnot. This is the only club that, uh, and, the, and the multicultural element to, in Western Sydney is certainly significant. Yeah. Right? So, diverse, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a diverse community. Mm. It's a community that, that football um, graces all, all cultures, right? And, yeah. uh, and certainly um, this has been never never more seen than, than at a Wanderers game, particularly yeah. when we're, we're having good times. So, um, the, the club was very, very young when we started. We only let, let's be quite, we only had three thousand you know members before the start of the new ball, and mm. in our first game we only had ten thousand people. So you mm. know we got on a momentum there. But um, what the colour and, and and the noise and and the passion that that exudes from Western Sydney Wanderers mm. um, 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 supporter a member uh, on a match day, particularly the old Pertex Stadium when we in the early days, was certainly unrivaled oh, yeah. and brought a new impetus and it certainly allowed other clubs to, to feed off that and we see that with our, with our rivals across the city, which um, yeah. um, certainly now a, a, a derby match is, is, is unique and one of the best fixtures in the world, you know. And, yeah. and when, when we won the Champions League, we, we had people come over to Saudi Arabia, the difficulties in getting the visas there, but it was a very proud moment. You saw what happened in, in Parramatta Square there and, mm. In the, in, the, in the midst of the morning, everyone yeah. turned up, and, and and the noise and the colour and the passion there was something to behold. And when we came back to the airport, I have never had experienced anything like that in my life. Is that right? and, uh, I don't think many people have. Mm, mm. How good is that? 
Now, what does it take? And these are some questions I've received from uh, Wanderers fans who are obviously part of the district. Uh, one's yep. asked, what will it take to one day for, for our club or the Wanderers to win the A-League Grand Final? Oh, look, uh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> a good refereeing decision or two will work that way. But, uh, uh, but look, we've been in three of them and, um, yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll get there at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have every belief um, yeah. uh, this club is too big and, and too... Um, too solidified now to, to not have success. Uh, yeah. We have now built up uh, an academy, a structure, mm. a football infrastructure that's second to none. Yeah. Um, we yeah, have nine about that. here. Yeah, the centre of fo- this yeah. is the centre of football. Yeah, yeah, Saying eleven hectares got- of land. Wow, yeah. wow. And um, with with nine pitches and our mm. academy, mm-hmm. our women's program is here. Our first team is here. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you know. Uh, a lot of clubs have been here right before us, but no, no one has the has the commitment um, um, to, to expend what uh, our chairman uh, has in, in terms of um, uh, ensuring the infrastructure is the best. Uh, when I, we went overseas and had a look at the best models in, in the world, and what we could do is uh, we implanted that in, in Western Sydney, and certainly we are the envy of uh, of all A-League clubs, and not only A-League clubs, but also um, um, football uh, um, codes in, in Australia, straight wide. Mm, mm. What uh, so far? What, what's been your fondest memory of the club? Is it the Champions League? Look, I, I say the Champions League, and yeah. me and Popper always uh, had a banter about this. But, yeah. but I think the first year winning it straight off the bat, the oh, league yeah, with nothing in, with nothing, not even a vehicle to, to, to drive at the start, and then you know you find the keys and work out it's got an engine, and then you got some petrol, and then you. You actually work out you can sit in the seat and then drive the car, and um, mm. they're all successes in itself. But actually, yeah. to get to use that analogy and and finish and finish line first is certainly oh. an amazing achievement by all concerned, yeah. and including the fan group that led us there. Yeah, and um, and, and certainly, but the Champions League is unique. I can't see it being uh, emulated. Oh, I think it's very, um, very uh, in the foreseeable mm. future. Absolutely, but no, uh, we'd hope that Australia is able to be at the forefront of those competitions again and, mm. uh, and making an imprint. Mm-hmm. Magic wants stuff here. If you had no salary cap, uh, if you could purchase any player, local or international, uh, who would you, and it could be a former player, of course, who would it be? Oh, look, uh, it, it, it's very hard to say, but, you know, uh, there's a variety of places. No, I'm no, probably not the... I'm probably not the... Um, you know, everyone will go for the technical player and your messes yeah, and, and yeah, whatnot. Of course. But I, I, yeah, big, big I'm more thinking, of a, I'm yeah. a more of a defender of goalkeeper type. Maldini of type, eh? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. you know, Bozzer in his day, Bozzer in his day was was uh, you know oh, someone yeah. I certainly followed as a sure. as a um, as a fan. But um, mm. you know, Brian Robson in his heyday oh, at Man yeah. United was was the um, consummate box to box player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Roy Keane is a favourite of mine, and um, although you don't see many of those players anymore, so no. I'm always more of the. I know everyone likes the the, the technical Tackies. stuff. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind the uh, I didn't mind the, uh, the defensive stuff. Well, yeah, it, it could be an Italian uh, heritage. Gentile was a, <laughs> Gentile was okay too. I didn't mind him and Shira and the Juventus side of the eighties, but. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, so everyone else can talk about the defensive and then the number 10s, I'll stick to my yeah. centre-backs. Yeah, yeah. Just quick, it's worth noting, obviously, the RBB, red and black block. Look, I think as footballers or fans, we love uh, passionate uh, supporters and unfortunately, like a lot of issues around football, the general media at times um, can put a sort of negative slant on it. What's your thoughts on the RBB at the moment? Look, this club will be nothing without... The RBB, not only the RBB, but without the fans oh, no, generally, no. its members, yeah. you know. So, you know, they bring a colour and 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 uh, passion that, like I said, it was a breath of fresh air for for the A League at the time, and uh, yeah. and uh, that hasn't changed. And I mean, there's obviously some challenges. There's some things that you know, flair stuff is not welcome in Australia, and they're, they're, they're legislative matters. They're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, sure. yeah, so we cannot go outside of that in, in terms of, um, you know, advocating for players and whatnot. But mm. the noise, the passion, the singing, they, they're inextricably linked to this club, and, and anyone yeah. to say otherwise um, would be wrong. And, uh, mm. um, you know, we just, uh, we just find some challenges that, you know, in the broad media at times, certainly like to attack. And, then, you know, it's yeah. gender-based and, you know, they're mm. protector of, of, of their own sports and their own, you know, their own advertising dollars that comes through the gates there. And we understand that, but we don't have to accept that. And certainly yeah. uh, there are times where, we, you know, there, there needs to be some some fervent argument against that as a group, as a club, but also as a league and, and as a sport. And uh, mm. I think once, once we get that balanced right, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I think uh, we can go a long way, not only as a club, but also as a league and, and as a sport. Yeah, fantastic. As you know, the City Safay do uh, obviously is all about community football and grassroots football. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've been on a, I've been to uh, a couple of your award nights, and one in particular, I remember the ICC a couple of years ago. I was amazed yeah. how you support the community and you've got various scholarships in place. Uh, can you tell us, I guess, for the general audience out there, the kind of support that uh, the Wanderers is actually offering to not only community football clubs, but also groups like the Indigenous or Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander groups? Yeah, look, the premise of this club can never be only about the A-League side. Once it's just about the A-League side, then uh, we flounder and we become just another um, franchise in the professional sporting realm, and that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. And I'll go back to my my comments before about the Western Sydney community, Mm -hmm. about the hospitals, about everyone who is involved in the community, education, mm. and that future of, of this country with, 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 with the premise that a lot of that stuff comes from Western Sydney. We are yeah. a massive economic power in Australia, mm. Mm. but that can only come from the community, right? So mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of industries that are moving to Western Sydney, mm. but we need to be at the forefront of advocating for people to be able to get there um, be involved not only in football but also in the wider landscape of yeah. society. Yeah. Now, if we're able to provide Western Sydney um, uh, members or, or or kids the opportunity to, to progress and, and they use the Wanderers as a vehicle, then we will mm. do that. So, yeah. you know, our Indigenous programs, our community programs, our school programs, our liaisons with the hospitals and the health sector, they're mm. all paramount. They're very important to me, as I alluded to at the start of this. Uh, at the start of this um, mm. conversation, mm-hmm. and it will re- forever remain so, and that won't change. And mm. if we can advocate for the special purposes in the community, we'll be doing Fantastic. so. And like I said, it can never be only about the A League side. That's why we built this whole infrastructure here. 
Mm, mm, fantastic. Also, female football. I mean, that's uh, an area of focus for us over the next, at least the next five years, to really grow that. Yep. Are you finding that? I know you've got a great W League team. Are you female football? Yep. The footprint there in the Western Sydney is that growing? It's massively. Uh, yeah. Uh, since we 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 came into the competition, uh, you know, there's been an uplift of forty five percent increase in registration numbers in mm. football, female football alone, and that's significant. That's seismic. That tells a story, right? So, mm. and, and and female football for us is is is, is everything, and uh, um, everything that's important. We actually built the dressing room here specific for female footballers, yeah. And yeah. Um, they have their own area there, which is you know very important for us, and also sends a message that we're you know it's not a gender divide in our club; it's all inclusive, yeah. and uh, female football is very important, uh, not only from a from a senior level, but also yeah. uh, moving down into the community interaction. Yeah, fantastic. The, in terms of uh, well, coming to the A-League, where do you see that? I mean, the next 10 years, let's say, and of, of course we've got this huge obstacle and challenge right now with COVID-19, but in terms of the sporting landscape in Australia, where do you see the A-League going? Well, look, I think there's a reset happening uh, or about to happen in a number of frontiers in sport, not only in society in general. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very tricky situation, and uh, mm-hmm. um, certainly, I think everyone is feeling their way. You're seeing everyone, you know, the, the government messages are coming out, and um, you know. But I think um, the better, the sooner we get back to community football first, yeah. uh, together with the A League, um, provides an outlet for people. And uh, it's only in times as this that that you actually see the importance of football, of interaction, of social being. Of being part of something, a collective, a group, a team, mm. and playing a sport that's simple in concept but so beautiful in execution, and uh, mm. and um, you you find that uh, you know the integration of football into the community is very paramount, and we need to yeah. reinsert that into our everyday lives. Yeah, fantastic. The state of grassroots football and youth development at the moment. What's what's your take on that? Look, there's a, there's a lot of commentary about that at the yeah. moment, and uh, yes. I, I, I look. I, I head out to, you know, I, I go watch youth football or kids football yeah. every week. I've got yeah. my nieces that play at the, in the Canterbury Association with RPA yeah. now and yeah. and my brother coaches in, uh, into the Lions there and, 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 and I just love it, right? Mm. So I think I think as we progress, I, I, I think, yeah, we can always improve. I just yeah. think everyone has a blanket conversation of, oh, we should be doing this and yeah. you know, we should be improving. Yeah, exactly. But how do we improve? And, and yeah. you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to hear we need to improve because everyone needs to improve in every aspect. Yeah, no, it's how do we do it? How do we collectively go through with it and uh, mm. and um, and have a, have a constructive conversation about it rather than just arbitrary commentary about uh, this needs to be done? How do we do it? Oh, well, I don't know, but it needs to be done. Well, yeah. that serves no purpose. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and also, the I can't can't uh, have a conversation without without mentioning the Sydney Derby. What's been yep. your favourite one to date? Every one that we've beaten them in. <laughs> the, the, the other ones I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't care. Right. <laughs> but I will say they haven't been. They haven't. It hasn't finished this season. It's been a while. Yeah, but we haven't been this season. And the yeah. one year they they lost one game, it was to Ooh, us. That's all I yeah, need yeah, to say. Yeah. What's the experience like as a CEO? Though is it any different to a fan? I mean, from your, I know, you obviously obviously you're a fan first, but 
From a CEO's perspective, you have to stay, you know, keep control. And uh, at, Gilbert, at, you've yeah. never seen me at a game. You've never seen me, at, uh, mate. No. Out of, out of Sydney Derby. You have to invite me. You have to invite me, John. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> Gilbert. No problem. I, I, you know, me and Danny Townsend get on very, very well. Yeah, we, yeah. we chirp and banter on yeah. about it. But having said that, uh, if there's one game I want to win, it's mm. against Bling. And, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, they're East, they're West, mm. and uh, they're blue, we're red, and never the two shall meet. Yeah. Now, listen, the interesting, uh, I guess, aspect of the 12th season coming up, or well, next season, is the uh, the Campbelltown base, MacArthur FC. And I know you, you've mm. had some, obviously, thoughts on that in the past, but at the moment, going yeah. forward, what, what are your thoughts on, I guess, a potential hot new Western Sydney derby? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm very... Look, I, I, I've made comments in the yeah, past sure. about it, about yeah. the, the, the right time. But I think, you know, the any time a, pers- a group is prepared to invest in football, yeah. then they need to be welcomed because yeah. they have the broader scope of, of football and, uh, and at the forefront of their mind. Mm. Whether it'll be, um, you know, um, like it is with... with, with um, Bling FC, I, I don't mm. know, but mm. Um, mm. Um, but that's um, you know there are two different characteristics to to, to the Wanderers and Sydney FC. Mm. Um, there are very similar characteristics to the, to the one at MacArthur, and and, uh, and I need to say there's some good people involved in MacArthur, and uh, I'm sure they'll 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 um, have every success. Uh, mm. I just hopefully never at the expense of the Wanderers. Fantastic. Now, almost done. I'm just going to run through a couple of. Uh, well, I'll say a few. I'll say one word. And you can just summarise in one word when you think of this, or the name, or the word. I'll start with the coaches. So, Tony Popovich. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, Joseph. Yeah. Joseph Gombau. Um. Wrong time. Okay. Marcus Babel. Gentlemen, um, gentlemen, but um, unlucky because mm. he mm. was. There's a lot of decisions yeah. went against him in a number of games in a row. Yeah. Now, my fellow uh, Mauritian caretaker coach, John Paul de Marini. Ah, oh, fantastic. J- <laughs> JP's, uh, JP's uh, settled in and uh, obviously yeah. uh, is at the helm now and um, had a great run with JP and. Uh, yeah. He's chomping at the bit to get back onto the training yeah, pitch, I can tell sure. you. And uh, yeah. uh, very excited to, to see what comes about with, uh, with Jack Hurt. Yeah. Now, Wanderers uh, record holder for total number of games, Mark Bridge. Yep. One word. He's fantastic. Oh, look, mm. yeah, uh, longevity, successful mm. at everywhere he's going. I, I can't give you one word. No, no, of course. Because no. uh, I'm starting to sound like my Bridge myself. If I try to get him to say one word, he's. he's it's very challenging itself yeah. as well. So. Fantastic. And finally, uh, Wanderers all-time highest goal scorer, Brenton Sandlab. Uh, look, a tremendous um, player for the Wanderers and outstanding uh, representative and um, um, certainly provided a, a lot of great moments and none better than uh, the Wanderers win uh, in that only year when they only <laughs> lost one game. And Well done, Tanner. Fantastic. No, that have been great, John. Thanks very much. So one last question. If you had one wish, uh, what would it be? Uh, the Wanderers to beat Sydney um, uh, FC Is that in the it? grand final. Oh, no, 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 not by 5-0, not by but 1-0 in the last minute of the game. 
Okay. How good is that? <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see, eh? Hopefully, uh, the, uh, possibly you have to wait till next season, eh? Good man. Good Thanks man. very Thank much, John. Very We're terrific. Good on you, Robert. Take have care. See you later. Okay. Bye.